You're listening to Wanye's World, presented by Oodle Noodle. Have you ever seen when Suge Knight's on Kimmel? And he says something like, that's when those days you gave people AIDS to kill them. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Suge Knight? Yeah, bro, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And speaking of that, let's just go off the rails to start. We're Why started, not? Right? It's Wanye's world. Okay, so I, I'm going to guess you probably haven't said, have you seen, um, so there's a, there's a podcast out there called Club Shay Shay. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about it, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, did oh, you watch yeah. Cat Williams? Yeah, you said some wild ass shit. I'm, okay, I'm starting to get to the okay. So, like, when one person says it, you're like, "Hey, whatever." And two people say it, whatever, "Whatever." I'm just starting to get to the point where there's where there's smoke, there's fire mm-hmm. for Diddy. Uh, all that shit. Oh, just the whole the whole cesspool of sex yeah, shit? like yeah. When it comes down to like Hollywood, when he is referring to him and Luda. What did he say? Well, I think they said they were in line and the Illuminati came up to them and one guy was going to get 200 million. The other one I was going to get like, and it's, he just breaks it down and the, the, it's fucked. And then you got the Epstein list. Then you got the fucking Kimmel versus Aaron Rodgers. That was bizarre. Hey, funny. What is that all about? Do you know, like, did you look into what he was talking about? Who? Like why? He would say that Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on the list. No, just because he's a Hollywood guy. No, like, he, and well, I mean, started off with fucking Kimmel started shitting on him because he was an anti, he was against the vaccine or he was an alternative vaccine. Their show there. chef, and I could be getting this wrong because they have lots of guests and stuff, but Kimmel's chef was Epstein's chef. Oh, like it's the same dude. Oh, the guy who used to run the island is the corporate chef for Kimmel's show. Now, does he have a restaurant now? I don't know. Because I just saw like a little clip of something and I, I'll do that. I'll watch like seven seconds of it. That's all like, I need to know. Yep, yeah, yeah I'm done. So there was a guy that used to cook for Kimmel who owns a restaurant now and then said something about a barbecue and that's when I turned it. <laughs> that was the same right at a restaurant. He said, how did you guys meet? And he said he, was, he came and cooked a full pig on our show and then became our chef. 100% the same one. Well, he was looking for a new job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably paid pretty well. Oh, I bet. Hip hop is becoming unglued with the amount of scandals that the, just, the whole world is. It's crazy, man. So, do you think there's actually like some sort of subculture out there that's like super hush hush, and they're the millionaires and billionaires, and the rest of us are down here and they're doing all sorts of sketchy shit, and they're just like, hey, just don't let the regular people know. I think if you want to be in certain industries, you have to be part of the inside club. How do you keep that? How do you keep everyone's mouth shut? Well, it depends on what you're trying to hide. The fact that like there's power players in Hollywood that pull strings for people. And Always going to happen. That's just business. Exactly. I don't give a two, two, two shits about that. But the rest of it, how do you keep it so quiet? Like, like so maybe I'm naive. Maybe I just don't really pay attention to that stuff. But the Harvey Weinstein or whatever that shit was. Sure. I didn't know who the fuck he was or to give two shits about him till um, Entourage. And all I knew of him was Entourage shit till like it hit the fan. He was on and then entourage? I was like, oh wow. Yeah, he's the he's the producer? Yeah, he, they pull out of his show and he's the one who freaks out, the oh, big fat white guy. He's in his, he's in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual uh, Harvey Weinstein's in that I don't know. Oh. I think so. Well, actually I don't know, so they have like a character who's supposed to be him though. I think anytime shit. you have like the concept of a kingmaker or a queen maker, right? Where mm-hmm. someone decides you're the guy now and it isn't like like in sports, for example, it doesn't really happen like that. Like you either deliver or you don't. Yeah. Right. But like when you go to actor tryouts or actress tryouts, there's a lineup of people down the hall who could probably do the same job. Yeah. And I think then you've got the concept of power. Yeah, then, and then when you got the concept of power, weird shit starts happening. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if I think that I, I have the feeling that there both is and there isn't. Like I don't believe in the Illuminati exactly, but I think there is some sort of higher power. I don't know if it's a governing who, f- body. who, who is it? Is it? Who, I, I, I want to know which people. Well, get somebody to be, has to be in I, charge. Right? That's what I mean, though. Like, is it? Who who's in charge of this shit? Who's the top dog? It depends on what industry you're picking. Well, let's go Hollywood. I don't know that there's necessarily like one person. No, so I don't think new- so either. But there's like so what? There's just a round table of it's like the uh, stone cutters. I watched this doc uh, movie over Christmas, and it's the hell is it called? It's on Netflix. It's about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. New? Yeah. 
I think I know which one. And it's by Michelle and Barack Obama's production company. Oh, yes, I do know which one you're talking about. Right? And there's a line in that movie, and I was like, damn, I wonder if Barack wrote that into the script, (laughs) where he's like, it's really nice to think that there's like this secret cabal that runs the world. The scarier point is that nobody runs anything. That's one of the like points of the story is that like there wasn't this coordinated like sub attack after the first like the world just run by a bunch of groups of people and they're not coordinated in this show. I can't remember what it's called. Suggested like that's how the world's run. So you just have like your Hollywood group would be one group and your political group another political group Wall and streets another group yeah national markets another yeah group. and health and and who or woo or whatever the hell the, those people are yeah I, yeah i could see that like i i just i don't think there's like a coordinated no you can't do that it's impossible but who runs the world if that's what we're really asking on the first episode of 2024 of Wanye's world we're getting deep it's the cia <laughs> it is man if you look at like American foreign policy and how many countries they boss around and shit like that, and then you look at who's in charge of bossing around the other countries on behalf of the red, white, and blue. Do they boss them around or they like trick them? Well, they get their way. I'll put it that way. And if other democratic leaders need to be replaced and that's part of getting their way, it can be done. Well, I think all leaders are just figureheads for fucking a cup of coffee. They're there. They're like, all right, yeah, you're in charge. You got to make the look at you got to make these decisions in Canada. But once you're out of the fucking way, yeah, us who have been in these seats for fucking 27 years, yeah. Yeah. we're the ones making decisions. Get the hell out of the way. Bring in the next one. You sit there and smile for the camera, and we're gonna keep doing our things the way we're the way we want to do our thing. But like politicians, since time began, I think are ran by larger interests who want to get somebody elected to further their thing. Which yeah. then the question is, who are those bigger interests? I mean, depends no, on the market. Yeah. I guess right if you're Calgary you've got the guys and ladies who run the stampede and they're going to make sure that all the stampede shit gets handled by the local government you mean the arena that we're not going to what they say that we're we're not going to we're not going to use the arena as like a a tool we're going to run on and then they use the arena as a tool to run on (laughs) like I would argue a city like Edmonton needs more people who are wired into the Illuminati to like help make the city better isn't that right? what you're in? What? The Edmonton <laughs> Illuminati? If there's been a meeting, I never see. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know, but like Saudi Arabia right now, We're not for getting example. out of this room again now. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're I planning- bet that door is locked. <laughs> Saudi Arabia's planning a city that I read today. Open. You don't know what's behind that door. Yeah. It's like 42 different sports arenas in the city or something insane or for like they're planning this new city from scratch what? who is and saudi arabia they're all f- yeah okay it's like mega sports city dome or some shit Isn't it on an island or something i don't know but i just again seven seconds is all i need to fucking get the gist yeah, of what's yeah. going on on social but i heard an island just came up for sale Oh <laughs> that's not big enough <laughs> no they're like building a yeah they're building their own city on like an island or something like that for just sports Really? It's called like an F1 track and it's going to have a soccer stadium. It's going to have a fucking pickleball dome. I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So they can keep doing what they're doing. They tell the world, we're here for sports. Come play over here. Nothing to worry about, everybody. (laughs) Leave the world behind. Yeah, yeah. Is that the movie's... That's the movie. Leave the world behind. And that line from... It's a really good movie, by the way. You should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's happening with Netflix at my house. I was trying to steal it always, you know, keep things gangster. Mm-hmm. And then they booted me out. Oh. But sometimes when I look, go on my TV, I have Netflix now, but I can only watch like one movie. And then what? it remembers. I think it's Netflix trying to like trick me back into the fold. So I subscribe. Yeah. So like some days I'm like time to watch Netflix. And it's like, you don't have Netflix. The and then I sit down and some a little days. hit on your front doorstep and then walking yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. And a little hit. And then my, ooh, there's my card. Don't forget about my number. <laughs> yeah. So the other day I logged in i'm like oh no netflix but i had netflix and that's when i watched that movie and i'll tell you it was a gooder speaking and of- so he, yeah you watch so you netflix allows you to watch like one movie and this is the movie it allows you to watch <laughs> yeah. i watched dave Chappelle about a week later but in between those two times i could not get on netflix to save my life notice it happened to be president obama's movie that's what i'm watched. saying ah, mm-hmm. i won't powers. lie to you i think about president obama very regularly me too how so he gave me personally a lot of hope. And when I would hear him talk, I don't trust the government for shit. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. But for some reason, I trust Barack Obama. Yeah. Is it because he's well-spoken? Probably. 
And just like his humanity, like when he talks, like I saw him on a podcast the other day and he was talking about AI and shit. And he's like, look, whenever we invent stuff, we always freak out that it's going to kill us. Like this is part of being a human being. It's in the movies. He says stuff like that though. And it just, I don't know, made me feel better about myself. So the fact that he can knock out a hundred million dollar production deal for Netflix, of course he can. He's the president. I think it's probably because we uh, went from George H. Bush or George W. Bush. Shout out George H. W. too. Uh, I think we went from George Bush. Bush to Obama to Trump. So it was just like utter babbling to a well-spoken man to additional crazy yeah. wrestling and promos. Then, no, listen, yeah, they are literally, like, literally Trump got everywhere he did because he cut wrestling promos. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go watch a wrestling Hillary, promo, she's a bitch. Go watch wrestling promo. Like, yeah. dude, he yeah. drops like, what was Mick Foley's biggest, funniest little thing he did every time? He would mention the city because it always got a big, got a huge yeah. rush and then yeah. it became a joke. Yeah. So he would come in there, he'd do whatever and he would like slowly say St. Louis and wait for everybody. To, like, that was a gig. That yeah. was a, sh- a shtick. Guess what? Every fucking time Trump talks, he drops the cities in. So they are wrestling promos, dude. Biden did too. Minnesota! Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's... Oh, man. That's a good one, though. Uh, speaking of movies uh, that we were talking about earlier, did you guys see Saltburn yet? No. Salt Bay, the guy who does this on the stakes? <laughs> I hate that guy. He has a movie? I hate that no, guy. No, it's called Saltburn. It has... Uh, uh, Barry Keoghan, I think you say his name. He's been in a couple of, like, award-winning stuff. Um... Uh, who's the other one? Jacob Alordi, who's in that Euphoria show. I don't know these shows. Yeah. I don't have Netflix. Euphoria has yeah. got uh, Spider Man's girlfriend. Yes, Zendaya. Yeah, but uh, no, this movie was something else. There's there's a couple of scenes in there where you're like, yeah, I can't I can't watch this at all. It's about add this to my list. Yeah, it's it's really good. My girlfriend and I watched it recently. And there's a scene like it's basically this guy who's like kind of you can't tell if he's like falling in love with this guy or just like obsessed with his family and oh, him like and me and stuff. Reed Schaefer. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Jordan uh, Everly. Mm. Um, and then he gets like invited into their home, and then things just start going downwards, like drinking of bath water and stuff. Literally? Oh, yeah. He drinks bath water? Oh, but not in the way you want or s- need to see it. It That's is weird. No, it's that is like the base. Butt shut? <laughs> I don't think Michelle Obama made this one. (laughs) (laughs) What other drinking can you do? (laughs) You say that about Obama, but then we just said, hey, listen, somebody could be running all this stuff. Would you not just say that he could be a puppet? I can't even tell you what I think about everything, but yes. (laughs) As long as you're you're sitting there willing to say, you know what? I dig this guy. He makes me feel better. But at the same time, I've said other things that could be, this guy is actually just a puppet to make people like, to make people like you fall in line or whatever just like the wrestling promo works with trump but and maybe that's for people. the best yeah maybe we need to be managed as a species <laughs> maybe the people who brought you napalm and cigarettes shouldn't be left <laughs> to their own devices no, that's fine we, dude, maybe we need the kardashians to nudge us towards skin care <laughs> <laughs> you know we won't do it on our own i don't know we are just sheep, and then we got the uh, the her- the sheep herders running around, the dogs running yeah. around trying to keep us going. In the sh- Have you watched Oppenheimer, speaking of movies that you no. illegally steal through Netflix over Christmas, Wanye? <laughs> you? You've never, you haven't seen it? No. If you watch that shit and realize how close we were, we're like, hmm, I think we might light the atmosphere on fire. And then Matt Damon, who I assume is a real general, goes, hmm, let's try it anyways. Really? I think the aliens are right to put shape-shifting lizards in charge of all of us. <laughs> we don't. We should not be left to our own shit. We accidentally invented nukes. <laughs> really? Yeah, we are very smart, that's the for sure. The guy from Peaky Blinders invented nukes. We can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like, that we, uh... Less is more, people. I mean? have my mind blown over the Christmas break by a listener to this podcast who specifically asked me not to say his name. (laughs) I will say it's a he who sent me a hilarious Reddit link where people are debating if Wanye and Jay are the same person. (laughs) How long has this debate been going? 85 days. No way. Yeah. It only started 85 days ago. The the debate happened 85 days ago. 
Really? On yeah. what? On Reddit. What Under was the Reddit Edmonton substream? What was the uh, the the tipping point? They're like, hey guys. This happened. Have you ever seen Wanye in the same room as Jay? It's the yeah. podcast saying they're on a podcast together, you idiot. <laughs> so are you just a radio guy doing different voices? I don't know. So the one guy is like, hey, I know Wanye Gretz on social media. His name is, this is the Reddit I'm reading. Right. His name is Jay Downton. Although I believe a lot of people use that account and everyone is Wanye. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then someone goes, no, he's real. I believe he owns part of Oodle Noodle and he runs the company or something to that effect. <laughs> and then another guy answers and goes, Wanye and Jay are two different people. The rest of your statement is true. Then the other guy goes, do you know that for sure? Because I'm pretty sure that they're... Wanya's not real. I went to Dogpatch and said, yeah, somebody there knows and has met Wanya, but it's Jay. So that kind of leads me to think that everyone has access to the account and everyone and no one is Wanya at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody replies, do you listen to any of the Nation podcasts? They are routinely on the show together. Wanya is one person, is Jay is the other. And then... The guy goes, huh, that's very interesting. I suppose that <laughs> settles it. <laughs> then this guy tells me off sending me this and says, dear Wanye, wait, hold on. People shouldn't be debating this. I think both of you are probably some of Edmonton's top entrepreneurs, to be honest. I tune into Wanya's world expecting you to talk about this, and I hear you fighting people on the bus in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's part of Wanya. <laughs> Can you please talk about other things on your podcast? That's how the fucking DM ends. And he DM me all things dunking, which I respect. Mm. Oh, wow. A secret basketball account, which I've since renamed WSM.NBA. I went looking for the where the uh, where Shaq replied. I, I couldn't find it. You should send that to me if you find Show one. Show you on here. I got some yeah. screenshots. Shaq, yeah. yeah. Anyways, unnamed listener of Wanye's world. When you say things like that, I wonder what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I really enjoyed fighting people on the bus in elementary school. <laughs> it's hard to talk about... Um, business stuff if you're me but also when i read that on uh reddit that's very funny it tells me it doesn't matter people think i'm the same guy as jay okay i'm the same guy as jay no they're different okay doesn't matter who cares no they're the same person can confirm actually yeah yeah but it's yeah, funny I've that seen. i don't know it doesn't bother me one drip that people think that i'm not real hell no you've tried very hard for a long time pretty much the entire time i've known you to, to not stay. be real yes yeah Nah. Ah. But anyways, <laughs> I feel bad. That guy messaged me like, I expected to hear better shit on your podcast. And all you're talking about is fighting people. We warned at the very beginning. Yeah. Anyways, here's a story of how I fought a kid on a bus. Yeah, he had it coming <laughs> yeah. and I beat him up. And yeah. this is a business podcast. Understandable. Yeah. Well, it's business, sports, and whatever the hell you want to talk about. Yeah, so that was just the whatever the hell you want to talk about. Yeah. We got to introduce some more adult, non, not like a sex conversation oh so no. conspiracy theories then well, precisely yeah yeah get to the bottom of it yeah, yeah. conspiracy theories about sex <laughs> <laughs> sex is a conspiracy theory man i read the study the other day that was talking about how 18 to 35 year old males in north america are wildly swinging towards virginity what like checking out of the i have sex club <laughs> And the money that they historically spent on going out and getting the opposite sex or the same sex interested, they just spend on video games and sports betting now. Lit. That's unbelievable. So like, where's the money coming from sports betting? It comes from not going out and chasing skirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, they're going to kill us with our own Incels. birth rate. Can you believe that? Well, I feel like uh, seeing someone on one end of that, I should get on the other end of it. But I'm so going on like the, the, the whole so people you just you're having a well, lot I'm going to I'm gonna have to go find how to make money on the other end of things because my normal job is on the end of people go out and get loaded so they can talk to each other. I literally am wearing a Betway hoodie and you're wearing a pint hat. This is very the true. industry has shifted. <laughs> it's right? true. You got to get off that. You got to get onto this. <laughs> Do you think that that's real? As a social phenomenon, that people are checking out and trying to score babes. Yeah, I'm not going to say because dot, 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 because I don't know that, but yes. Are kids 18 to 25 more scared of the opposite or same sex as when we were kids? Is it changed? Or like when I was 18, that's why I got liquored up because I needed, <laughs> yeah. we called it Dutch courage. It's different. 
Go on. It's different because they don't, they're not scared of them per se. Like these kids don't know fear. Fear was being 13 years old, calling a girl. Dad answers. And hello. Oh Christ. This is, I guess there's nights you still won't sleep when you think of that. Like hello, it was, it's your daughter's your hands Daphne. are sweating. Yeah. You're trying to like, yeah. Hey, I'm trying not to crack my voice. Like fake classwork. Yeah. Call. Like, yeah. good Lord. There was nothing. There's nothing in, in this world. that's pressure like that. So whatever else. So it's not that. But I don't, but yeah, there's, I don't know if it's like not an interest, but there's, there's not a need to be around them. Yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> I don't really understand it. And I'm, and I'm in an, and I'm in an area where that's not really that high of a thing because the, we're all kind of the same in that industry. You look at their friends or, you know, whoever they bring in or whatever like that, of staff's friends and whatnot, or just their stories and you get outside of the bar industry and you get in like nine to five office life. And I think you see a lot, lot, lot more of so it. They're like way less social bar staff still mingle. Yeah. 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 We're, we're just, uh, yeah, we're all the same personalities that need to be out and it's just it's this whole constant need to be out and and entertained or whatever and just be in the middle of the things whereas if you're not a part of that and a lot of people and the majority of the world isn't that um yeah you get up you go to work you go to the gym you go home you pet your cat you eat something to eat and you watch some tv and you that's it i think you get home eat your cat pet its carcass <laughs> and then uh, call that a night yeah he's but options. i don't know if it's like you obviously have your finger on the pulse a lot more that's why i got in the bar business back in the day it's fun i did not want to go and live that nine to five horse <laughs> where brenda in accounting is your only co-worker friend and she's 15 years older than you and she's telling you about her and cat continent cat like i don't <laughs> give a fuck whereas in hospitality everyone's social everyone my biggest fear is getting old not get not aging. I don't give a shit about aging. I don't want to become that old curmudgeon. And I there's a there's a part of that that is me anyways, and it's whatever. It's more of a fun thing. But I don't want to be that whole old guy. I don't want to be like. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I, I I've known people though who've been boring since we were ten. <laughs> Right, yeah. and they'll be like, "No, oh, I'm married now. I'm boring." I'm like, "Nope, I knew you when you were single. You were boring then too, right?" And I remember when we were in school, you always said we couldn't have any fun because you had homework, and then in summertime yeah, yeah. you couldn't have any fun because you had to work, yeah. and you couldn't go on a Friday because on Monday you had a t- turkey dinner to go to or some horse <laughs> yeah. shit. You're just boring. Yeah. And then I know other people who've been fun all the way along, yeah. and I think those people age differently. I know what you're saying you don't want to lose your sense of fun. Yeah, and then and yeah, I, I like I said, I, I remember doing like a. a uh, uh, high school reunion a bunch of years ago and these guys I stood there and I was like I pointed out 95% of the dudes there and I don't want to be any of those guys yeah. they were all 10 years younger than me whoa yeah it's like wow. ma- like so I don't know what I look like in the eyes of other people but I know what I think I look like and an I was immortal like, god running the busiest bar in town in that perpetuity. guy looks like he, I feel like that guy looks way worse than me I feel like that guy looks way older than me I feel like that and I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be that guy I don't like the way that guy's dressed no I don't want to be any of these people but you're like the only guy I know and I've been in the hospitality business for a long ass time now that the industry didn't eat them up and spit them out like you're fighting yeah. fit you aren't aging yet you're in these trenches you're like I've been one of the lucky ones to have been able to like you're like the yogger of bar <laughs> yeah. management that works like, that works you've been you, you can stay doing it you're yeah it doesn't it doesn't really affect me it it probably did for a while but not to a really terrible extent or when i said okay i don't want to do shit anymore i stopped doing shit and now it's just now it's just work but it's fun there's something new all the time. You go there is people with energy and that. That's what I like. People there's are happy, days, right? There's, they're happy. They're coming in. They're like, yay. Whereas in here, we're very lucky even in that we have a very fun yeah. job. But like most people going into work, it's a letdown. Cuh. Yeah. They're yeah. in a bad mood. Yeah. And I don't, I hate that. Like there's nights where I'm just like, man, I don't want to be here. I got no energy. And it's only 930, 10 o'clock. The lights go down and stay, you know, the dance floor lights come on. The music goes up and people start coming in a different energy. And all of a sudden by 1045, you know, you just had like a three hour nap you've got energy again yeah 
I love how you're going to feed off people. My girlfriend every morning, she's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to work. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go record. And <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have a watch long today, so Kennedy's going to bring pizza. We got beer in the fridge. I don't give a yeah, shit. we're living yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't be able to do a nine to five sitting in front of a computer. No. Even when I worked in Lloyd, too, as a news reporter, we were f- 10 till 5. And I was done my work by one o'clock basically every day. So I was just like, I'm sitting there for four hours. Like, mm, let's check out Facebook for the 30th time. Today. Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, no, it's see, I only had two stretches of a real job. And both of them, I was so happy the entire time because I was making a paycheck. So like when we did blue Chicago, right, I didn't make any money for two and a half years at all yeah and i spent all my money on the damn bar yeah. so there was all the money in the bar gone and then not making any money for two years like nothing yeah but thankfully i lived at home and i had a honda civic that didn't require more than a hay penny of gasoline <laughs> once a month and i could eat at work for free and all that kind of shit right and then when i got a real job i got to wear a suit i got to have a briefcase i was like it is on i am doing this thing and i sat there and i was having a great old time could i have done that for the next 48 years after that probably not yeah yeah it's hard that's the thing for me i just turned 27 last week and congratulations thank you appreciate it my girlfriend calls me 30 so um (laughs) i just now even like i'm dreading going into the 30s why because that's when you lose your youth you you can still you can run through being 27 28 29 being like i'm in my 20s but once you hit 30 you're like I'm in my 30s. It's that's not, a thing you that's think. That's a thing you think is gonna happen, yeah, no. but doesn't actually happen because yeah. you go into 30 and nothing really changes. Like the next, it's Tuesday and then Wednesday happens and nothing really changes. Then Friday happens and then, you know three months down the road and you're still doing stupid shit you did five <laughs> years ago. Yeah, that you're my- like, well, no, that Tuesday happened. Like I'm not <laughs> supposed to do this shit anymore. Next thing you know, you're 38, 39, still doing the same shit, and you just, you're like, well, that- but I know like people in their 50s that are still getting lit up and having a grand old time right? yeah, like I don't imagine our old Chris Chalmers here sitting in this chair is going to put down the old Ryan Coke zeros anytime <laughs> soon right? how does he feel in the next morning fine he's an immortal oh if you keep God. yourself amped up you'll be fine yeah you gotta stick to it but you gotta you gotta like find your niche and find your your path too um, I remember you take a look at uh, John Daly he says stick to the same liquor yep when I moved to Drink vodka sodas and pint glasses that hydrate me more than they dehydrate me. I stuck to that shit. I stopped yeah. drinking. Vodka sodas is the way to you go. You gotta go, right? Like if, but you don't have to be boring as you're in your 30s. Yeah. No, I won't. Nothing be. changes. Yeah. I just know it'll be. It's like in the back of the head. Have you seen your boring buddies fall off though already? And they're yeah. just boring being boring. Oh yeah, absolutely. That fear will keep you moving. Yeah, that, I hope that so. fear will yeah, keep you moving. Like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. I guess I'll go hang out with these kids. They're like, hey, come out tonight. And all right, fine. We'll go. I don't want to be that thing. That yeah. was another thing I thought that 2020 kind of taught me was like people who were boring got bored easily when life got very fucking boring. But like people who found ways to entertain themselves, we were rolling along. It didn't matter, right? No, hey, listen. If I if you if I could have gotten like some sort of monthly payment, I could have done that for a while. (laughs) I did. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. It was the first two weeks were fun, man. We were all baking bread and banging our pots and pans (laughs) together. (laughs) Shit. You wake up like you you wake up at weird hours. You went to bed at terrible hours. I remember going to like A and W at six thirty in the morning because I wanted a team burger at six thirty in the morning. A and W, God bless them. They do burgers twenty four seven. You can go get a team burger at six thirty in the morning. Team burger and onion rings. That was the greatest thing. I remember my brother at the time, I was like, Look at everybody, it's so great. Everyone's making sourdough. He lives in Vancouver. He's like, Yeah, yeah, it's a great time. Till the whole turns on itself. I was like, they won. <laughs> oh my god! They did, right? <laughs> Six weeks later, everyone's throwing smoke bombs at each other at the ledge and yeah. honking their horns and shit. Eh? Yeah, that was fun. That was a good little time too. It was a good time. Yeah. I remember, uh, I because I just moved back from Lloyd like months before that happened, and I was in school when it started. So our classes like shifted to online. And I I was living with my parents. I had moved back with my parents when I came back. And at one point, I just got tired of going outside to smoke weed. My parents 
were just like fuck it just smoke in the basement and they like they got me like one of those like china pipes like it had like uh the the design and stuff on it and just sat down there woke up at like six in the morning to watch soccer and it was great no fan soccer sorry yeah no fans yeah it's funny watching that generation kind of like turn their turn the turn the page on something like weed what do you mean? Well, they grew up and it was like very, very bad. You get oh, a joint, yeah. you're in jail. Yeah. And then, you know, by the time they get to the, you know, 50s and 60s, when you're really in your own ways, they're like, no, it's just legal now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting home from my buddy's place who I certainly smoked with in high school. And whenever I'd get home, my dad'd be like, let me smell your fingers. And I was like, <laughs> this could no. be anything. <laughs> I, was, I was so, it, it, it took so long for me to be like, the fuck? Why? Where do you think I went? And be like, hmm, uh, but uh, no, every time I'd be like, no, no, or like, yeah, fine, whatever. And then now my dad's like, I'll go out for uh, like a smoke or whatever. And he'll be like, can I have a hit? Can I? Can I have a hit? I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, well, I you want to smell side. my fingers. That's how you become a man. <laughs> what a weird thing as a parent to have to retool. What was so bad is now not so bad. Like, yeah. What an about face. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, some of them were probably smoked it when, you know, it was yeah. just as bad it was when we were. 15, 16, 20. I think the weed of like the 60s and the 70s is effectively smoking AstroTurf. And I think now we're like, <laughs> it's legal. It's 97% crack. <laughs> like, yeah, well, they, weed def- back in the day was a little bit more like, okay. yeah, yeah, no, they definitely upped it a bit. But still, just the act of it, like, when you're that young, you're probably like, yeah, whatever, don't fuck off, don't care about the government. And then you get to a point where you're like, Kate, no, like, follow it, follow it. It's very bad. Like, now you're telling your kids, don't do it. Look how much trouble you can get into. You got a joint, bang, you're in jail now all of a sudden for some stupid ass reason. Yeah. And now, fully, they, you know, your child becomes an adult. And now it's back to like being not back to being it, but now it's fully okay. Yeah. You know, it's really weird. I had bo- buddies back in the day that got in big shit because of being in the weed industry. The pharmaceuticals, we called it back in the day. <laughs> and like, they did serious time, some of these dudes. Really? Oh, yeah. And the fact that now you can just go to the AGLC of all people and order marijuana yeah. fucking cubes. Just go what? to the store, man. What the fuck? Yeah. You can just start your own store. And then you go to, you go to like Vancouver and you go buy mushrooms. Psilocybin yeah. ones, there's some, there's some yeah. legal ones. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 as legal or as illegal as the weed stores were there before it was legal. They have full on stores, man. I don't know about decriminalizing all this drug possession, though, man. I think that's made society get worse, not better. I think we did it in the name of being. Well, what are we talking about? Not well, just the harder weed. drugs, right? That in in Vancouver and in, in California, in some areas, they've allowed open air possession. Right to what for like the bad drugs like fentanyl and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't be doing that. And they decriminalize possession under a certain amount, thinking that that would like alleviate social tension and petty crime and shit. But instead, it went the other way. Yeah, and I don't know now that like it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle, right? Hundred percent, everything legal. Great song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys seen that commercial recently about how many ODs there are in Canada? No. Every day. About 20? Yeah, 20. Yeah. 20 overdoses every day across Canada. And my girlfriend and I have kind of made it a, a habit. Not a habit. It's kind of our nightly habit. This is a good good transition. Um, but we made it our nightly habit to, like, listen to the scanner. We have the um, Edmonton Fire scanner. I'm sure I'm doxing myself. Now they're going to be looking for me. Every you can't have the police there. one. No one listens yeah. to this. It's fine. Uh, the police one, yeah. No one's allowed to listen to the police one anymore. It's really? Off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's only, if you go to Edmonton, it's only the fire or the transit. You can listen to the yeah, transit. Please the app? Yeah. So there's this app called 50 Radio. Cool. Uh, such a bad, like, would have been a great name, but you can't get the 50. Yeah. Well, you can't. You can. Uh, it's so not Edmonton's. You get. You get. Um, scanners from across the world like you can get yeah but yeah so you stuff. can't Edmonton police scanners are not available to anybody outside the police yeah yeah so we just listen to the fire sometimes we listen to like LAPD but we normally listen Oof. to uh, yeah that's never gonna sleep with that one yeah. um, but we listen to the fire scanner and they're normally the ones that are called to like ODs and uh, 
stuff like that. And there's at least four or five overdoses every night. And most of them are at the train stations. Eh? So at the LRT stations. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many of them where it's like, um, cause they do a little code thing that fires off to all the, the, uh, people that are on and it's overdose central LRT station. It's a lot, very no- normally at uh, central too. Yeah. Did you see they were talking about they took down a big homeless encampment yeah. over by Boyle Street? Do you see that in the news? Uh, yeah, that's one behind the arena. Yeah, lots of tents and stuff like that, right? And Well, the one over here is still up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one at the top of the hill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the, the lady was on from the housing authority or somebody kind of talking about it from her perspective, which is very valid, right? Yeah. Like, this is very traumatic if you're living in a tent yeah. you already got some fucking problems yeah, and yeah. have the cops show up and give you 48 hours vacancy notice mm-hmm. it's not like you're moving back into your villa in the south of france <laughs> like jesus christ yeah. right and then they came through cleaning everybody up and this lady was talking about like are there enough beds is affordable there's not enough affordable housing that type of stuff right but and again this one is world say what the fuck we want brought to you by oodle noodle by the way <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these people not everybody yeah they want to be left alone to do drugs in their tent. Yeah, there's definitely a and portion we, of them that are. We don't want to talk about that as a society. Nope. We're talking about home, like housing and how many affordable houses. We want, have. yeah, those, we, the majority of people don't even want to allow them to do that. They want to force them to live their lives, to live the life of yourself. Like, if that's what the person wants to do, then. But then there becomes a second question, and that is like, and people aren't really willing to talk about it all that much right now because it's like an unpopular point of view, and I understand it, but like, I don't think you should be allowed to do drugs in a fucking tent by the side of the road in a civilized society. No. Straight up? No. I think that it's very bad, and I think that a small percentage of society is fucking ruining it for a lot of small business owners. This isn't just in Edmonton. Is all around the world. But like I look in San Francisco and I see these people who are on the sidewalk and they're going through a very tough time. Yeah. And I don't think the compassionate thing to do as a society is to be like, you can do drugs in your tent. No probo. Yeah. I don't think we're helping our fellow citizens at all. I think we're condemning them to a fucking life of absolute misery. Yeah, you're definitely making it worse, which only pushes them into pushes them further into their drug hole or whatever. So it's a free country in some and you could make an argument that you should be allowed to do whatever the hell you want but i don't know man like i don't think you should be no it's not a free country and no you shouldn't be able to do that well it is a free i've been to places that aren't free countries. 100%, yeah, it's a de- freer country yeah, yeah, there's definitely way. a lot a lot worse out there but like the whole freedom we need our freedoms back. well listen there we're we're inside of a pen of rules like it's i was talking to my buddy in new york and he moved down there Probably like 2005, right? And he moved to New York from Edmonton. I was like, oh my God, he's fucking made it, right? He's a Wall Street dude. He's done really well. But he's still from Castle Downs in his soul, right? (laughs) And when I talk to him about New York, like it's amazing. They've had ice storms. They've had a big power outage. Like there's been floods. There's biblical shit happening at all times that life in New York, now he's got a wife and two kids, like it's all, and there's crazy shit happening. Whereas up here, there's nothing ever happening. There's no floods. There's no rats no. taking pizzas down the thing or no, whatever. Now we get to like minus 42. So I'm talking to him and he's so positive all the time. I'm like, how's life in New York? He's like, well, fuck, man. The other day I was walking and he walks to the subway and takes the subway to work and gets out on Wall Street and works at Wall Street and gets back. This is New York. Yeah, yeah that's where you move. And he was walking to the subway station and a man ran past him with a claw hammer cocked. What? And he just ran right, and he's like, he didn't see anybody on the street. He was in his own space and time. And he just ran past with a claw hammer. My buddy's like, hmm, things are getting slightly more dangerous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you feel that fear of like losing your, pri- and we don't have it happen a lot in Edmonton where you feel like you've lost your security. Yeah. Right. But like, I've lived in places where you're like, I don't feel fucking safe to be here. Right. Yeah. We don't get it in Edmonton. That's one of the nice yeah, things. Yeah. I can't say I've ever felt that. It's very, very, when you have that feeling suddenly of a guy running past you with a claw hammer, it's hard to get a sense of security back. Yeah, for sure. Right. And that's just my worry about like, it's a free country and everybody should be allowed to do what they want to do. But like, I was on White Ave with Cam Lewis. 
nation. Coom. Coom to those who don't know Camelos. And we had a guy scream and yell at us and run right past, like my buddy in New York. No, claw hammer caught. <laughs> yeah. But me and him, like when this guy was running towards us, we're in front of the Princess Maybe. Theater, which is bloody shut. And it says, due to the restrictions, we are closed. Like it's end of days shit. And we both had to like square up for this guy. Just like, is this crazy man going to try to wow. knock us out on what? And if you have that happen to you, you're just far less likely to go to White Ave. Yeah. You're far less likely to go near Central Station. Yeah. And those business owners who've laid it all on the line to be downtown or to be on oh, Royal yeah. Avenue because it was pitched to them as pay your old Strathcona business tax, pay your property taxes, and there's going to be this mass of people coming through your door all the time. Yeah. That contract has broken. Oh, yeah, it's done. And it's not just in Edmonton. It's like if you're downtown New York, you're downtown San Francisco, if you're anywhere that was like relying on these large towers full of people to be full, and now you've got wild ass shit happening (laughs) on the main floors. I don't know how you can expect these small business owners to endure more than they've gone through, man. Yeah. My, uh, I have family obviously in LA and every time I go down there, I have this one family friend who always goes, when are you moving down? When are you moving down here? And I was chatting with my girlfriend about it recently and she was like, I don't want to raise a family in Los Angeles. I don't want to raise a family in the States where this can happen or, or the school shootings can happen or this or that, or the other thing. Like when we were down there just uh, in October, we watched this guy wank off into the, the garbage bin. Erotic. Yeah. <laughs> we paid him $80 to yeah. do it. Yeah. It should be way cheaper. I it should going be. Deep. Look, she's like, I don't want to. We paid our money. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, you don't, there's so many, people as well that you just don't know what's going on and I think the the space has and it's turned into there's been a lot of LA like local businesses that have now gone out of business because of this that or the other thing but yeah no it's 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 unsafe in a lot of places it feels like and now it just feels like such a deterrent of to go yes yeah, we are like i've never been around that so i can't yeah. say that it literally bothers me because obviously i haven't been in it so it's just it may as well be you know out of a out of a, out of a storybook yeah so I, I have no understanding of what, of what that'd be like I like spend a lot of time in Mexico city and I lived there for a while yeah. and I had a place that I would go there and Nobody I was there gets. for an earthquake Jeez. and that was fucked up. How big? Very small, but everybody ran out of the buildings and gathered in the middle of the streets because they had like earthquake protocols. Yeah. I was going to say, is that what you're supposed to do? Well, like, I don't just, know. I don't speak Spanish. Did you, run with, did you run, did you run with them? I did yeah, because yeah. I was like, why, 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 what's happening? And then we went out in the street and I actually bumped into someone I knew and I was like, Ooh, that's cool. I'm a level two local. I'm bumping into people that I know at the earthquake thing, but that was just an exact like Mexico City was such a big is such a big place and there's just so many unknowns at all time all around you right you don't know anybody you don't know anything I'm in an Uber am I gonna get murdered what the fuck's going on right whereas I feel like in Edmonton because I've been here for so long there's no really unexpected shit happening yeah you don't ever feel like I've lost my sense of safety or security and shit no I have none of that and I walk downtown at god awful hours in the morning or night depending on how you want to look at it have you seen it shift though uh personally with my own eyeballs no stories maybe but with my own eyeballs not really it's all been relatively the same thing la always gives me the heebie-jeebies because i just feel like there's so many people there man like when you're in traffic on the four or whatever the fuck yeah and it's just headlights in every direction no. like are we supposed to be here like this no that's too many of us here yeah. they do the, yeah they do like there's like their thanksgiving here's from the helicopter and the helicopter yeah. pans back goes, and it's just more and more just red, red. dots oh no i'm just, no i like to sit down turn the lights off i have a little bit of anxiety there yeah grab the weighted blanket and in just the Barack and Michelle minute. Obama movie that I spoke of earlier remember just mm-hmm. the story of their lives I remember one of the things they do to fuck with us is all the self-driving cars just basically report to the freeway and smash up the freeways and clog them so when Whoa. we lose our power and we lose our internet and we don't quite realize we're being fucked with all the self-driving cars clog up all the roads so no one can leave and I was like oh <gasps> So you get those 15-minute cities. And what's crazy is Tesla must have signed off on it because they show the logo in the movie perfectly and explain that the Teslas are ruining everything. And Tesla's like, that's a good company decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." (laughs) You hear about the first 
accident with the Tesla truck. <gasps> I saw the thing. What, what is that? What's that? Yeah. What was the significance behind it? Because so, like, well, anybody can get an accident. Yeah. Well, so uh, Tesla truck and a, uh, I believe it was like a Honda Civic got into a car accident in town. No, no. I International. This was, I forget U.S. somewhere. Was, but I was watching the KTLA news, Los Angeles. News. I watch KTLA. I love KTLA. It's always on my house. Um, and there was a of collision between the Civic and the Tesla truck. And on the Tesla truck, there's, you know, the airbags went off and the there's just a couple of marks here and there on the wheel well. Take a look at the Honda Civic and the whole hood is caved in. Yeah. Isn't that it what's is, supposed to happen yeah. though? Oh, yeah. But it, I'm sitting there going, oh my God. The reason why the Cybertruck's so pointy, and I know this because I want one more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. More than a watch? Yeah. I could drive this. Watch shit. <laughs> These pointy things, the, the metal jet together, it's because it's made of the same metals as a SpaceX fucking rocket. What? And it's so hard they can't bend it. So they just have to just butt it up against each other and seal it. That's why it's pointy. That's gangster. So like when they made are they like worried they aliens are coming to like beat the shit out of our cars and you're like, hey, I'm stuck in here. I locked the doors. You can't get me. Like what's the what's the point of making this? this like why is it so indestructible what do we need like that well, number for? one it's cool yeah. okay, i'm down with that the windows can't be shattered <laughs> unless you really fuck them up they can yeah, yeah, spider yeah. there's a thing you pull over the back of the truck like a guard or whatever and you can jump on it and you can't get in what the fuck do you need that for petty crime man if you live yeah. in like the dystopian society of 2024 or los angeles yeah having cars that can't be broken into are quite helpful my, i don't know how you get out of them though my vehicle is very break into a Break into elbow, yeah, and no one has ever done that. Downtown. You got those fighting gloves hanging from the yeah. back here. Like, <laughs> this guy can fuck me up. I better not steal from him. Even when I had the soft top on the Jeep, no one did. That's kind of the Jeep code. Uh, I don't. I feel like the uh, the Jeep code is by those people who have the Jeep keys. You ever see people who drive a convertible and then just leave the top down and get out and park? Yeah. I always am like, oh, someone's gonna poop in your backseat. <laughs> like, are you crazy? You can't be leaving your car with no top. Man, I used to take the back when the back quarter windows off. Like they're just zipper windows. I take those off in like April and they'd be off till October. So wow. If it rains, well, the, the carpets don't mold. So this is why you don't age, Rick. What more could you want in life? You got the guy, I'm, you got the Jeep, <laughs> yeah. you got the nonstop fun at work. Like, keep <laughs> it going. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of the scene from Bad Santa where he's like looking at all the, he takes all the keys off of the valet board and he just starts clicking to see which car is the nicest and he sees the convertible and he's like, hmm. Okay, he takes that. That's what that reminds me of. I got myself a, a car starter this year for Christmas. I so my clutch, my clutch was gone there a couple weeks ago, so I had to get a new clutch. And I talked to a buddy and blah blah. And I was like, "Hey, well, you just throw in a car starter too." Then haven't had to use it once. And apparently, I got this car starter, and the, and the world's like, "Well, guess what? You're not having a winter this year." Yeah. The Jeep though is such a smart vehicle to purchase because there isn't, I feel like, the same temptation to replace it with a new one. Like Jeeps are cool old. So he was able to. So I have, I've had three. I bought my first one, and it was a manual. No bells, no whistles. Couldn't afford any of that. I tried getting an uh, automatic. They're like, hey, couldn't do the financing on that. I'm like, fuck. They're like, hey, try it on this one, though. It's cheaper when it comes to a uh, standard. I was like, hey, whatever. I want the most Jeep the law will allow. Yeah, okay? so then you know, I got that one, and then like he's called me like two years later. He's like, oh, maybe you want to trade up or something like that. And I was like, trade up? Oh, yeah. Trade it up. And two years later, did it again. Trade up. Lower price. Oh, yeah. Don't even answer his phone calls anymore. <laughs> it's like, you, dude, like, no, stop is it. Is the Jeep yours now? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to talk. No, to no, me. that's what I mean. I'm like, fuck, fine. Out of payments, like, stop, leave me alone. It's fine. What'd you guys get for Christmas? Oh. I meant to ask that. Good question. Uh, not a lot for me, man. I, I, I worked all the time, so I didn't get a lot, of, a lot of family time. I got a nice big dinner. Nice. Yeah. That's good enough. What'd you get? Uh, my girlfriend got me a weed box so I can uh, stash all my Put your weed in, in there. It. Yeah. I, it's like a rolling tray in there. Oh. You can keep all your papers in there. Yeah, it's cool. Old school guy still, eh? Not yeah. the pre-rolls these days? Uh, no. Yes Convenience. No. Yeah. It depends. It depends how I feel. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Do you think it's been good for us that society's legalized weed? Yeah. Who, who's us? Just the three of us in this room overall. <laughs> well, you've got, well, hospitality's been impacted. Yeah, no, 100%. It has. Um, 
I think you're starting to see now places come out that's taking advantage of it. Um, I know you pointed out once that um, there's a restaurant coming out with a weed infused drinks and food. Yeah, where is that cool. going to come to Alberta or what's up? Uh, That'd be cool. Um, so you get that God, of I stuff. will turn little brick into a weed cafe. No, I won't. Don't worry, old ladies. Jesus Christ. Oh, gee whiz. What is this? A pot brownie? Here, Karen. Here, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Senior smoking weed is so funny and weird to me. Though. You get rid of the arthritis. Yeah. yeah, man. Have you ever seen footage of somebody who has seizures? Yeah. Yes. I watched it on CNN. It was like a poor child who has like some terrible num like there's 24 hours in a day and this child has like hundreds of seizures in a day. Jesus. Like I'm like this is like one every three minutes. Like this is terrible. So you get like the, the THC is down to almost zero and the CBD is up to like whatever the fuck it is and, and it helps them. It's crazy man. I saw footage of a guy who's having like spastic seizures and they sat down and they started a clock and then they gave him weed and he had like been able unable to control his limbs for ages the guy started crying and shit doesn't that wow. upset you like there's that which is completely legal by well, sorry completely natural psilocybin that are completely natural obviously you can get you can get them altered too these are two things that grow on earth kind of that help in certain situations yeah. at certain amounts of medicine or whatever um, that we've just ignored. Instead, we have pushed upon opioids for a, 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 a lack of a better term that just carries on into the tent life outside. Like a lot of these people start from... Yeah, man, painkillers from doctors. Yeah, yeah, like Tylenol goes to this, to that, and to that. And the, dude, I want nothing to do with that shit. This is, <laughs> this is where I kind of like, I think I get along with Aaron Rodgers pretty well. It's like, I don't want to do that shit. I don't want like... Anxiety, like, like anxiety, just figure it out, man. Like, don't take your fucking pills. Um, give me some of this new word type of medicine that's different, but not so negative. Like, there's not the whole terrify your bottles out now. What? And you're like, well, no, I'm addicted to it. I need this shit. Yeah. I've known people who've gotten problems with opiates and like not to the point that they were living in tents but like if you've ever known anybody who has had a real class a addiction like a straight whether it's booze whether it's whatever yeah. like you see how you can make decisions where the number one thing is getting fucked up and yes you'll live in a tent yeah. right yeah. like you can i empathize with those people that yeah. have found their way into these difficult situations and most people who are living on the streets it's because they're like family safety net finally broke the people they were living with, because they generally have a slow descent into, you know, last stage of addiction. Yeah. They're borrowing money. They're living on a couch or doing this. And one day, whoever there's putting them up says, yeah, the couch says no more. The door is closed. Out of here. Yeah. And that is an extremely difficult thing to come back from. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah. And, you just, and you're for the first thing you turn to in this situation is your vice. That got you in this jam to begin with. Yeah. So you just fall further, further, further and further in. But if you get like a prescription for pain pills ostensibly from a doctor that's ostensibly different than a drug dealer but they aren't they aren't because <laughs> no. they're getting you addicted on mass to shit it's yeah like, that's just it like they don't want to cure anything because there's no money to be made tonight they don't want you to take this your cancer's gone bang my customer's gone yeah take this and it'll be lead to this and lead to that and let, we'll keep you around here and they'll end up killing you but we don't give a shit because we're gonna make the money from it and they're everybody else too I've heard now that there uh, that there's been drug dealers who are like not handing out, but kind of pushing towards like crack or stuff because their clientele has been getting fentanyl. So boozy badass. People, that's what boozy badass said. He said, oh, really? "What's your advice to all the f boozy badass?" Is not somebody that's funny, and I'm <laughs> laughing because he is a bad person. But I watch him sometimes. But yeah. I do not look up to boozy badass. Full disclosure. <laughs> but he's like, I've known crackheads for thirty years that are still functional. Oh yeah. Everybody's got to get off fentanyl, and get back on crack. <laughs> and I was like, damn, boozy badass. <laughs> but yeah, it's not no. terribly wrong. It's weird and to say, but. It's not as bad. It's still bad, but it's not as bad. I think there's a weird combination of like law and order that's required for society to function properly, balanced with personal liberties, right? Like I think mm -hmm. these people who are like everybody for themselves, like no, it doesn't work like that. Dude, man, that's not right? good. I don't think that that's I anarchy. Think no, terrible. Well, and there's a sense of like I think that we live in a society, especially in Edmonton, that works by and large. 
a lot of places don't work anymore. They don't pick up garbage. They don't, you know what I mean? Like the police are out to get you. The fact the police here for by and large, you can go with a problem. 70% of the world, you do not go to the police with a problem. The police are the problem, yeah. right? The fact that we can speak with an EPS member who's nine times out of 10 going to be awesome. Yeah. I've had nothing but good experiences with them and I've had to deal with them eat a lot. That is a very rare thing Yeah, in a lot of cities, even in North America. I think like when you see like Chicago, the amount of guns in Terrible, Chicago, terrifying. how are these police officers supposed to pull over RoboCop? Yeah. Yeah. How are these, how is Chicago not out of people? <laughs> From the shootings? So yes. Keep birthing them. <laughs> yeah, but dude, they like shit. No, you babies. look at the. As you say, you look at the newspaper on Mondays, or you know, you cut whatever, and they're like, there was forty three shootings this weekend. Yeah. Do you know who DJ Oof. Academics is? Yep. Do you know that guy? He's like a hip hop commentator guy. Yeah. He always streams, right? He told this crazy story the other day about. I don't know. That's kind of weird, dude. But it's funny. He his girlfriend robbed him of half a million dollars, cash, right? And like moved to Miami and was like balling with his money. And this guy makes millions of dollars a year on YouTube talking about hip hop and didn't even realize that he'd lost half a million dollars. <laughs> but he's, he, he starts this stream and I was up really early for some reason. And it was like the middle of the night DJ academics is streaming. I'm like, what is this? And I go and I look and he's like, I drove to this studio at 200 miles an hour so I could get the story out before my ex-girlfriend tells you what she wants to tell you. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> and listen, this guy's tell a story. It's just, he lives a very crazy life. Yeah. Right. But what blew me away was he said, I have 50 guns in my house legally, legally, 50 legal guns in his house. So as part of this crazy story of his girlfriend robbing him and da, 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 the cops kicked his front door in right at his mansion in New York. Yeah. And he's like, when they run my name, it says I have 50, 50 guns. guns in my house. What the fuck, man? And he's got all these crazy cameras in his house and every single inch of his house is cameras. He's got all these different safes with a million dollars in cash. His girlfriend took, and he's got guns everywhere in his house. He's like, I sleep with a gun under my pillow. Lots of times I'll come home at the end of the day and I realize I accidentally forgot to lock my front door. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that. Wanya, you did it again. Yeah. Right? That I believe. I do not have 50 guns in my house. I have no guns in my house. <laughs> See, America is a third world country. Imagine how scared you need to feel to have 50 guns There's in your house. There's no way you're scared. Yeah. There's no way at that point, when even if you have six, there's no way that you're scared about anything, anything. So why do you buy the remaining 44 guns? Why does somebody have fucking tires that are 60-inch fucking tires on their truck? Do you what think is he's just collecting? I mean, uh, what do you, you're not going to go through all 50 in a fucking gun war. No, there's you can no get way. to your third before they hit you. Yeah. There's no way. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't, it's almost like they're like participation trophies. Almost. You, you just get them. It felt, if I felt like I needed 50 guns at one manner, I would get a Gatling gun and a Roomba and I would mount the Gatling <laughs> gun on the Roomba and just go around like this and be like, if anybody wants to fuck with me, I would evaporate you with my Roomba. No, you just set it up in the corner. So you get into the corner, your back's against the corner. It sticks out of one of those big ass shields. <laughs> you stab back there. And you just sit there and well, go ahead and shoot at me. Clean it up. No problem. Just hit the wall. No, no, we're, we're really getting to something now. Hypothetical yes. gun situation. This yeah, is what that guy messaged me about. He doesn't yeah. want to hear this exact <laughs> yeah. shit. Again, you don't need 50. You just yeah. need one properly set up. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think the gentleman who took the time to DM me with very specific complaints and a Reddit thread Suggesting this I'm not even a real fighting person. on a school bus. <laughs> I think he's going to enjoy this episode. Well, this has nothing to do with fighting on a school bus. How far into it are we? We are uh, 57 and a half minutes in. You know what? It's time to James wrap Hamblin, it up. James Hamblin number. Oh, yeah. By the way, does anybody want to give me any credit for saying this team is back by now? Yeah. <laughs> I sat out there. I said it in this room once and I said, I don't make, I don't, I don't control the score. I don't control. I said, there's be two losses this month. Last month, and I thought they were going to be. Well, there's going to be two that I thought I was worried about. One was LA, one was the Rangers. Beat them both. Yeah. Tampa Bay with a weird one, and Florida with a terrible game. Yeah. 
I know I saw Frank Saravelli say the other day that he still doesn't think the Oilers make it in their division, that they'll be a wild card. I'm saying they'll be in the division and they can get us. I still think they can get first. I think it's a little bit of a, it's a big stretch, but I think they can get still get second or third. I think you, I would not be terribly surprised if you see the Edmonton Oilers get home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. They got games in hand. This I, team's on fire. They're too fucking good. I admonished our colleague Tyler Uramchuk on the Real Life podcast earlier saying he tweeted at the end of the McDavid era earlier this yeah. year. And I went and looked out the window. Like when you watch the house get torn down over there, Rick, <laughs> and you're thinking about the Oilers yeah. tearing your own life down. Uh-huh. When he tweeted it was the end of the McDavid era, I'm like, he's probably not wrong. He works at Oilers Nation. And I went and looked out the window and I was like, damn, the end of the McDavid era. And now he's like, woo! Everything's going to be great. I don't think he should be allowed to cheer. (laughs) I think he was so fucking negative and scared me to my toes that we were fucked. I don't think we should let him back in the bandwagon. I will tell you this. I am fully willing to say, I think I was sitting in that chair where you are right now. Mentally, I was broken. I was damn near. I was damn near broken at the worst of it. There were mistakes and just bad luck and just bad vibes bad voodoo bad everything everything was going in our net there was not one thing you said they got to fix this because there was a mistake there there and then there and then there and then that got in the net blah 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 you couldn't pinpoint one or two or three or four reasons it was a hundred reasons which was so frustrating to try and stay positive but i made sure that i prefaced everything was i'm not getting off the bandwagon here no you were always clear fucking broken like i am i am i am i'm at my worst point i think since probably late june 2006 jesus probably late june anyways i have a tweet that is consistently coming back up every time evan bouchard gets a goal that uh, i sent out on october 10th October third game of the year maybe and uh I said I would literally prefer Ben Gleason over Evan Boucher oh no (laughs) at at this present moment (laughs) at this present moment at 10 p.m on October whatever and and still point per game January 4th I get people retweeting it going this guy's fucking stupid I'm like oh my god this team is very good this team is the team that I thought they were going to be going into the year. I don't see them having another substantial hiccup the rest of the go. I expect a very tidy finish to the year from November 11th on, and which right now we're 20 and six or something like that since then. I expect that to continue on the rest of the way. If it does, there is no reason why they can't get into second place, if not first. I see Vancouver coming yeah. down a bit. Vegas, I see coming down a bit. I think the Oilers had their bet down a bit at the very beginning. I'm very glad I made my two Oiler Stanley Cup winning bets at the time I did. Yeah. You have two separate bets in the Oilers winning the Cup this year? Yeah, yeah, two different sites. Yeah. One's on your chest. <laughs> That's what she said. Now, yeah. <laughs> I will call this as the low watermark at the point of the season. November 13th, 6.54 oh. p.m. Really? I can't remember who we were losing to. I think it was Carolina at the time. We don't lose that game, though. Because. Connor. That's when I bought that Stanley Cup ring. It was the absolute low point of the season for me emotionally. And I was like, this is after you'd watch the house get torn down. This is after your M chick had tweeted the end of the McDavid era. And that's when I stepped up and did what everybody should have done, which is buy a woman Stanley cup ring from 1985. We've been good ever since November 11th. We've been good ever since we came back to win that game. Oilers nation was in Seattle for the November 11th game. Maybe the 12th or 10th. I don't remember. We were there for that weekend. In that game, I saw something different. They played a very solid game against Seattle. Um, Bad luck wasn't ending up in the back of our net like every other goddamn time. The San Jose game would have been probably the game before that. Right? Yeah. I thought, hey, listen, I thought Woody's off the hot seat. We're good to go. Woke up that next morning. Hadn't even looked at my phone yet. I'm getting the the rem truck text like, hey, you want to come down here and do this uh, quick state of the emergency pod? So we did the the pod like first thing in the morning after the firing. You don't think that this is why they're so good, do you? 
their coaching style does have something to do with it, yes. Look Not the, the offensive side of things, but more the defensive side of things. Yeah, exactly. Look at the defenseman. Vinny DeArnay looks like a changed man. I think absolutely. See, I think, so when it comes to Vin, I think he's always just been on an upward trajectory. Yeah, 100%. This one might, right now, since in that time, might be steeper. Yeah. On the upwards than before. Yeah. But yeah, he just had to get his feet wet and, and kind of figure out the league a bit. Yeah. I agree. But then, like, James Hamblin, mm-hmm. blown away. Warren Fogle, five points. Is Connor McDavid necessary at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Sam Gagne being on the yeah. team and being as effective as he has been, yeah. huge. The fact that Sam Gagne and Derek Ryan are on the same team at the same time, in September, if, if you said that, I would have been like, oh, dear God. We're in deep sh- <laughs> you know, oh, yes, Connor McDavid had five points, but he cost... $12.5 million? Yep. Warren Fogle did five points for like $2 million. 2.75. <laughs> You'd have seven Connors for that kind of money. Ryan McLeod coming around. Oh, the other way. Figuring it out. They're rolling, buddy. Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard having top 10 Norris, Norris vote years. Will Toss that home in there, too? Will yeah. the new Bouchard contract be more than the Darnell Nurse contract? Yes. Oh. Well, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. It doesn't matter, though. For the next... Five, ten years, it's going to go up the max $5 million every year. It is? It has to. Has to? Yeah. Or what? It just has to, like, based on the math. Like, it, it has to go but up. But they don't have a new TV deal to replace the Rogers deal. Well, they have one coming up in two years. Well, they but you have, have more deal. revenue coming you in all the time. You don't know that it's going to go up because everybody at Rogers that signed that deal got fired. They tried to give all the money to Otani, who said no, and now... Yeah, now he's stuck in L.A. where people are jerking off into garbage cans and shit. Way to go, Otani. <laughs> go Dodgers. Enjoy that time. No, just because every like season t- the tickets cost more. There's more re- there's more um, jerseys and shit being sold. Uh, you got Seattle's revenue coming in. Eventually, Arizona's gonna get a fucking arena, and they're gonna have more than seven people in it. They're gonna put a thirty third team in the league too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they have probably four years of automatic five years. So you can only go up by $5 million. This year, I think you're supposed to go up like eight or nine, but you what? can only go five. They wanted the salary cap to go up by $9 million. Just the way you get the breakdown of it. Imagine. Is that true? Yeah. I don't know. I've been tricked by Nation Podcast. This isn't even a real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was supposed to go up like, so based on the math, it's supposed to go up like seven or eight, nine million dollars, but you can only go up in five million dollar increments. So you'll get that five. We'll carry over two. There'll probably be another one to carry over a little bit. It's going to go for like, you're going to get, it's going to go up $15 million in three to four years. Did you see Connor say he hopefully plays in Edmonton more? That was yeah. very erotic. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh. yeah. I know, but at the same time, like, why do you have to say that? He doesn't normally talk like that, Rick. <laughs> he doesn't normally give us a breadcrumb. All his posts are ads. This is a moment where he said something he meant in his heart. That's fair. That's and he fair. smiled after. And he too. smiled a good smile. I Twice. know. There was, there was like, I know what I just said. His real smile. smile. And then everybody went, woo, in the crowd. Yeah, he knew what he was saying. Oh, I don't he remember Gretzky talking like that. And what happened? I said, I don't remember. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's because we were seven. <laughs> they didn't hadn't mastered videography. TV. <laughs> Our scoreboard at the time was light bulbs that lit up and said yeah. Du Maurier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Hundred <laughs> percent. Du Maurier was. I actually, should smoke Du Maurier. To be fair, I think it was players because I think it's blue. You're right. It was players. You're right. All right, gang. Well, here's a Wanye's world for you. Catch you on the flip. This episode of Wanye's world is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We got locations all around Edmonton. We got a location in Airdrie. We got one location in Calgary and one more coming, Beacon Heights. Oodlenoodle.ca, deliciousness. Download episodes of Wanye's World at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify.